0: all right hello everyone and welcome back to the start of something new a decom podcast i'm your host jake and with me as always is my co-host and fellow superhero kate and normally this is the podcast in which we discuss every single disney channel original movie in chronological order all the way from under wraps to the slumber party but not today today's a little different today's a little super you might say and Kate why is that
1: we are doing a bonus episode and as you were saying Jake before we start recording it is our first bonus episode without a like particular reason behind it although we do have a particular reason but like not a holiday or a birthday um in a long long time if ever but we're doing a bonus episode on the wonderful the glorious Disney, and not decom but often thought to be a decom sky high.
0: Yes, um, I will say this isn't our first bonus of this kind of caliber because we did do Lizzie McGuire a movie as a bonus. Ah, uh,
1: yes, I did forget that, um, which was so much fun with two very special guests.
0: Yes, we did that with China and Mishi, but um, for this episode, it's just me and Kate because if y'all remember. It's been a minute, but we got done, our last proper episode was Twitches, and the next decom after that is High School Musical, which you know, very exciting, we're finally getting to it, but um, we're having guests on that episode, and because of scheduling, um, we're not recording that until, we're recording this episode on the 10th of July, we're not recording High School Musical until the 20th of July, because of scheduling and whatnot, t- so
1: yeah it's just when you I mean getting you and I schedules to align is hard enough for people is
0: just really difficult right right so in the meantime we're like okay so that's not going to be out to the end of the month but I don't want to go radio silent on everyone for a whole month so I proposed Kate want to do bonus on Sky High because Sky High is very often thought of as a decom when in reality it's not she's not she's not a decom she got a theatrical release
1: She's not a decom honestly, and it's so funny because I definitely think that when I was younger, I thought that this was a decom too, but also like watching it, the quality is so much better than most decoms as far as just like and I'm not saying it's good, I mean, it's still very like two thousand five I think is when this movie came out uh something like that still very of that era, but I mean just like special effects and stuff are of above decom caliber. <laughs> typical decom
0: calendar, I should say. Of that yeah. Now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's got a theatrical release, but for some reason everyone really just thinks, wait, wasn't that a decom? No, but um because of that, I like to put it in this little category like Lizzie McGuire movie and Hannah Montana movie of like came out in theaters, but people think it's a decom. And I figured why not? Let's cover this because it did come out in 2005, and high school musical officially starts 2006 So this is kind of like our little bridge in between. So We're doing Sky High. It's really cool. But before we do that, Kate, because it's been a minute, honestly. How have you been since our last recording? If y'all don't know, little Missy here was a Kansas City Night One girly.
1: I was a Kansas City Night One girly! Ah! Yes, sorry. I'm sorry for headphone users. My my bad. Um, Yes. So I was... so fortunate like literally okay i gotta tell this story super quick i will try to condense it down but uh, if you are not a swifty or interested in the Eras tour feel free to skip right along i will not be offended i promise but for those of you who are at least a little bit invested or interested in uh taylor swift the Eras tour which is like the hot ticket right now um I lost the Great War of Ticketmaster back in November. Uh your girl did not get a code. Um, so unfortunately I could not try for tickets. I uh I struck out um just holistically um I just I just struck out. There was it 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 was not a good situation for me. Um however. I got very, very fortunate, and a very gracious fan um, or group of fans on Twitter decided because these tickets are selling reselling for thousands and thousands of dollars, and there was no like there was no way I could pay like two thousand dollars for a ticket to this concert. But I was very fortunate um, that there is a amazing group of Swifties on Twitter. Uh, who started this account called Era's Tour Resell, and it is a uh, where they try to the best of their ability to bet tickets to see if they're real, and then for Swifties, who are people who are genuine fans who just couldn't make a concert and just want their money back, and for somebody else to experience it, uh, they sell, sell these tickets at face value, um, and usually the seller picks um, whoever they find in their DMs, and after messaging several different sellers um, of anywhere that I could feasibly drive from where I live, uh, I got incredibly fortunate uh, to be chosen by a seller and uh, got some face value tickets for Kansas City Night One. Uh, which, lo and behold, about a month after I procured these tickets, Speak Now Taylor's version was uh, announced. And so I, Got to go to the date on the Eras tour um, where Taylor Lautner comes uh, on stage and does a backflip uh, and she plays Long Live and does a music video world premiere. And like what? It, absolutely, arguably the best night on the Eras tour so far. And I just absolutely amazing. Could not be more grateful. Um, it was just a wild ride. And the most random, random uh, scenario in which I ended up being a Kansas City girly because that was like my fourth choice city. But somehow, somehow that's how I, where I ended up going. And again, could not be more grateful because it's not, um, it was just so such by chance, but it was uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, so yeah, that's my big update. Um, but how about you, Jake? How how has life been?
0: Well, you know, I haven't gotten an heiress for, but that's also just because I'm not that, I'm not really a Swiftie. I've listened to some of her music. I haven't listened to all of it because, you know, she's got like seven, eight albums out now, Um, but that's just not and it's just not into the Taylor Swift as much as others. But um, honestly, I've been being fine. I've been uh, and me and Kevin talking about this. I've been on a bit of a reading kick lately, honestly.
1: Yes, we love a good book. You know, it's so funny that you say that too, because so I um I have to read like a hundred novels. Probably not a hundred. Well, not a hundred anymore, but literally close to a hundred novels in like the next like fifteen-ish months. It literally comes out to like seven novels a month or something insane uh, that I definitely uh, try not to think about. But instead of reading those novels, I am reading those novels, but I'm also like reading my fun novels. And I'm like, I need to not. Um, But I I just that just reminded me of that. But you have been reading some pretty great books that we've been talking about. And I keep I'm adding them to my fun list, but then it sucks because my fun list keeps growing and I'm like I need to focus on school.
0: Yeah, so basically it all started um when I uh read I read Red, White and Royal Blue, which if y'all know, we get, the girls who know, no, um mainly because that's getting a movie coming out in August, literally the day I fly out it comes out and I'm like, "Oh, do we do a bonus episode?" I don't know if we do a bonus episode right away, but maybe later on. But um for those of you don't know, very quickly, it's a uh, it's a, a queer romance set in an alternate universe of the uh, of the world because it's about the son of the president of the United States and the Prince of England. Obviously, these are fictional made-up versions of those characters. It's not any actual people, but it's like I said, it's getting a movie in August, so I'm really excited and I wanted to read the book. So i read the book and I really liked it. And then I read um, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, which is another queer romance novel. It's way more YA than Red, White, and Royal Blue. I'll say that right now. Um, and that one was also pretty good. And then currently, I'm just about to finish uh, another novel, Boyfriend Material, which is set in London. And it's about two guys, and it's got some. It's got some of the best book tropes in it. It's got like fake dating, which is always fun. It's just got like they improve each other just by being in each other's lives. It's it's so fun, and I may be a little biased just because I love the the setting of London. I know Kate does too. Kate's actually been to England, but you know we're just we're both just fascinated by London and England in yes. general. Yes,
1: oh my gosh, I love the UK. Yes, so much. I uh, I spent a semester there in college. For for our listeners listening, um. And I did not live in London. I lived in Manchester, but we still love London. And I'm actually, fun fact, I am going to London shortly um, before our trip together. Jake and I are taking a trip uh, in a month. So I have like about three weeks, three weeks, two and a half, three weeks, and I'll be in London.
0: Yeah, no, it's really fun. But yeah, I've just been on a reading kick. Um, I also saw um, pick, the new Pixar movie Elemental on Friday, which I know you saw a few weeks ago. So
1: good, so good. I'm sorry, I'm such an Elemental fan. I just loved that movie. It deserved more love at the box office.
0: Yeah, no, I know the box office was not a great return for it, but I saw it. I liked it. I won't. I will. I'm not ashamed to admit I cried. I teared up at one point. Um, I think it's actually a really well written like romance which is like i don't know why everyone was thinking oh pixar's doing a romance and i'm like did y'all forget they also did wally
1: legit yes wally and eve we stand. um yeah i i thought they did such a good job with elemental um i feel like based on just conversations with people the uh trailers could have like better presented uh what was going on in the film but I I don't know I just I really 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 enjoyed it I think that it's such a good story but just so much so much intricacy um and I don't know I just I just loved it so yeah I definitely didn't expect a romance out of Pixar pre-elemental but I thought they did such a lovely job with it. Again, out, other than Lolly. I mean, Wally, she she did exist. Um, and we love Wally, But yeah, so good. So I'm so glad you finally got to see it. Because I, I texted you right after I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a cute movie.
0: Yeah, so that's like really my big update. I've just been on a big reading kick lately. But yeah, so that's our catch-up. So Kate, are you ready to talk Sky High?
1: I'm so ready to talk
0: Sky High. All right, then, let's get into it. Let's start with the background. Do you want some background? Give me that background. All right, so Sky High is a 2005 American superhero comedy film. It was directed by Mike Mitchell and written by Paul Hernandez and Kim Possible creators Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle, which, honestly, watching this movie, I can see the Kim Possible vibes coming through.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yes, and then Mike Mitchell um he's directed some other movies. Um the most important ones other than Sky High I think to us at least when it comes to like I, I kind of hate saying children's entertainment, but I think that's what you would categorize this as almost. Um right. He also directed Shrek Forever After, you know, everyone's favorite Shrek. <laughs>
1: uh Shrek.
0: Yeah, he also did uh Alvin and the Chipmunks Mon- Chipwrecked, everyone's favorite uh yeah um, we love
1: a good alvin in the chipmunks flick as well
0: yeah but then he also did uh the spongebob movie sponge out of water i think that's the third one they did interesting
1: that this is a very interesting array of films
0: yeah he also directed trolls the first one he didn't do the second one
1: hmm Interesting. All right. All right.
0: And then he but he did direct the second Lego movie, the Lego movie Two, the second part. OK,
1: a very interesting roster we have going on here.
0: Yeah, it says he looks like he's slated to direct the upcoming Kung Fu Panda 4. So it really seems like after this, he kind of went on over the DreamWorks.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting that he's worked uh,
0: like for both DreamWorks and Disney. Yeah, because we all know anything about Disney history, then, you know, Disney and DreamWorks have a very uh, colorful history with each other.
1: A wee bit contentious at times.
0: A wee bit. But yes, so um, this film originally hit theaters on July 29th. Five. Ooh, 20 year anniversary coming up. Oh, my God.
1: Wow. Mm. You know, that's so strange. It makes me feel ancient.
0: I know, right? But now, Kate, we get to play our fun game we don't get to play all the time. So, Kate, the budget for this movie was $35 million. How much do you think it made in the box office?
1: This is a hard one because it's very popular, but it's also usually thought of as a TV movie as we discussed a lot earlier. I'm going to say $50 million.
0: Well, Kate, I can tell you it did better than that. It made $86.4 million.
1: Oh, wow. That's much better than I thought. I was way off.
0: She she did good. She did real good, which I
1: understand. It's a very entertaining movie.
0: Yeah, but it says here in the years since its release, um, its reputation has improved considerably to the point of being regarded by some as a cult film. So it's kind of more regarded as a cult classic now, which is kind of like, you know, a film that wasn't as appreciated as when it came out, as opposed to like as the years have gone on
1: that's so interesting that's so interesting i remember liking this as a kid but i definitely don't think i saw it in theaters
0: no i definitely didn't see it in theaters either i definitely saw it on tv um but as far as our cast goes we have michael and garondo as our main character will stronghold who i have to admit i don't think i've seen him in anything else besides this um yeah i don't think so that i've seen him either but you know he's here um obviously the big name we got mr kurt russell in here as the commander and i think it's interesting kurt russell's in this movie because you guys don't know kurt russell actually has a pretty long history with disney
1: does he actually honestly i know he's done like a ton of stuff but like I always think of him as being uh Santa Claus in oh god those Netflix movies what are they called Oh yeah the
0: Christmas Chronicles
1: Christmas Chronicles yeah
0: Yeah but I but, know he's um,
1: done so much stuff
0: Yeah no and um he was in like a lot of Disney movies in like the 70s and like 80s um really if you look at his um filmography you'll see he was in like a lot of just uh live action Disney movies from back in the seventies and eighties. It's actually really interesting. Um and obviously he's still working with Disney now because he was just recent well I say recently, it's probably been a few years, but he was just recently um the spoiler, main villain in Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I never I guess I didn't realize that, but all right. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so I think it's fun that he's here. He's playing the commander. Um, we have the late Kelly Preston as Jet Stream. So the commander and Jetstream are Will's parents.
1: Oh, I didn't realize Jet Stream had passed away. That's very sad.
0: Yeah, no, she passed um back in 2020. It was really it was a really sad moment. And um yeah, it was just like, oh my god, no way. But yeah, no, she passed in 2020. So uh rest in peace, Kelly Preston. We loved you in this movie. What?
1: We want to see what happened although that, that, i mean not my uh breast cancer oh that sucks dang yeah rest in peace kelly preston she she killed it in this role though she did real real well
0: yeah yeah rest in peace kelly preston we love you oh
1: she, she was the one married to john travolta yeah okay i connected the dots there i didn't realize that she was john travolta's wife which i know you shouldn't classify someone as someone's spouse just that but i just didn't realize they were the same person all right okay making connections here
0: yes yes um after that we have pretty much as will's group of friends as much as main characters go yes
1: but can i talk about and i don't know how familiar you are with this you might not be familiar at all with this show um but have you seen burn notice
0: I have not seen Burn Notice.
1: So Burn Notice is a USA uh, Network show. Um, Sorry, I have to throw this in here because it shook me. So I was probably the first like adult. I hate to say adult show because that makes it sound like a uh, different kind of entertainment. But y'all know what I mean. Like a like not children's show that I I watched growing up because I remember when I was like, so it's about a spy Um, who is like, uh, who's burned, which means like he's, um, he, uh, is like basically blacklisted and is told to like stay in one city and like doesn't have a bank account. And he's, he spends the show trying to figure out like who burned him while he does all these odd jobs or whatever. And I used to watch, I remember when I was like seven years old, I would either watch Burn Notice or Drake and Josh for dinner, which very different because Burn Notice was aimed at an adult audience, whereas obviously Drake and Josh was like kids and families. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring this up is because very minor character here, but the guy who plays Sam Axe, who is like the like um, supporting lead, On Burn Notice, the spies, uh, or Burn spy, Michael Weston, his best friend, uh, in Burn Notice, plays the gym teacher in this movie. And I've been re-watching Burn Notice, um, or actually watching it chronologically for the first time ever, because I just used to watch whatever episode was on USA. Um, And it just, like, totally shook me uh, when I watched this movie, because I was like, is that... The guy who plays Sam, um, and then I was like, yeah, yes, it is. Uh, so anyway, Bruce Campbell plays the gym teacher. Uh, if you're not a Burt notice fan, that's probably super irrelevant and random. But it really shook me because I don't think I had seen him in literally any other role before, um, other than Sam. Because obviously, as a kid, I didn't connect the dots. So anyway, just want to throw that out there before we get to like the main teenage cast.
0: Well actually Kate, it's funny to bring up Bruce Campbell because I'd say a lot of people at this point know him better as being Ash from the Evil Dead series.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, I've heard of that series, but I haven't watched it personally. Um interesting.
0: Yeah, and those had come out fairly earlier on, so the fact that he's here in this Disney movie playing the Doom Teacher is kind of funny.
1: Cause yeah, when when was oh Ash versus the Wait, okay. I'm seeing on Wikipedia here, Ash versus the Evil Dead was 2015 to 2018. But where's the one before that? Where's the first one? Because he reprised that.
0: Where, where, I don't. Yeah, the original Evil Dead came out in 1981.
1: Okay, I was like, I was like, this th- that was not the original. Okay, interesting, interesting. 1981 yeah because he very very interesting um that that was his claim to fame that's so interesting to it's funny how people know different actors from different things and then their that character just becomes so associated with them and then you see them in something else and it's like wait what
0: yeah definitely but yes we got a nice we got a bruce campbell appearance in this movie Wait, um, he was born in Royal Oak, Michigan?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Really? Oh, snap. That's very, yeah. Uh, Jake and I have both originally been Michiganders. So, any who'sies.
0: Yes. So, of course, we got to shout out our girl. The one, the only, Decom Queen herself, Danielle Panabaker, is here as Layla. We love Danielle Panabaker. And honestly, it's like, maybe that's another reason why people thought this was Decom, because it's got Danielle Panabaker in it.
1: Oh my gosh, the Panabaker sisters, they are uh, DCOMs. Like, it's just such a strong
0: association. It really is, which is ironic because this came out before Read It and Weep. Yes, which is, again, so interesting because, like, I
1: remember reading and watching Read It and Weep when I was younger. And I definitely wouldn't have guessed that this came out first. But here we are.
0: Here we are. Um... Next up, uh, we have actually Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is a very famous actor now. She's here playing uh, Gwen Grayson. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you may know uh, from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, um, Birds of Prey, one of her many other roles. Um, I know the the craziest thing I want to point about Mary Elizabeth Winstead is that she is currently married to Ewan McGregor. Wait... Oh, shoot, she is. Yeah, they just got married literally last year, but still it's like wha- wha? Bro, these connections are just wild. They really are, but yeah. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's here. She's a great actor. Um, uh, we have Steven Strait as Warren Peace, which Kate, how much do you appreciate that as a name? I deeply appreciate it as a name. Yes. Um, Seamus Stray I have not seen him in anything else I don't think at all but he's here we have DJ Daniels as Ethan he's one of the uh, group of friends Uh, we have Kelly Witt as Magenta another one of the friends and then here's another big one Nicholas Braun is here as Zach and Nicholas Braun if you all don't know recently gained a lot of popularity and honestly and actually accolades for portraying cousin greg in succession which is a very popular show a very good show i've heard i've never seen an episode but i know that he was recently spotlighted for his performance in that so i just want to bring that up very cool yeah neither of us have seen it but i know a lot of people watched in like succession yes a lot of people do you're not in one of those maybe we'll watch it someday (laughs) maybe
1: someday at some point we will see it but i guess today is not that day
0: no um other than that really we don't have any other big roles for the most part but i do want to point out linda carter plays the principal here and kate i don't know if you know this but linda carter actually portrayed wonder woman back in the wonder woman tv show in night in the 1970s
1: I did not know that, but that is such a fun little Easter egg.
0: Yeah, so she's here playing the principal, but yeah, back in the day, she was she was the first live action Wonder Woman. Let's go! That is awesome. Yes, so I just want to point her out. Other than that, um, actually, you know what? Let's point. I want to shout out one more character because I love this character so much. We have Kevin, Heffernan as Ron Wilson, who is. Probably my favorite of supporting cast because I just I love that character Ron Wilson, bus driver. I,
1: I love Ron Wilson, bus driver.
0: Yes, so there that's our cast. So we kind of already dipped into this, but Kate, what's your history with Sky High?
1: Um, I remember watching it on TV probably multiple times as a kid. Um, it was just one of those movies that seemed to just be in such a rotation on Disney Channel that I feel like. Ever Every now and then I turned it on and it was on and I always liked the movie, so I usually watched it. But that's that's really my history. I feel like it was just this weird integral part of the Disney Channel when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, same. I feel like I watched this a lot on Disney Channel when I was younger. And then, okay, so full transparency, everyone. We were going to record this episode last Sunday, but it was the 4th of July weekend and my neighbors were being really annoying with fireworks. And I didn't want that to mess up our audio. So now it's Monday the 10th, it's a week later. But I watched Sky High in full last Sunday, getting ready. And I watched it again yesterday just to refresh my mind. But it's like, honestly, I remember so much of this movie just from memory alone. It's insane.
1: Yes, I know. It's just, it's literally, I feel like this is one of those movies for like our generation. If you watched the Disney Channel, like, you probably know it.
0: Yeah, and I know another big thing is like a lot of people for the longest time have won some kind of sequel and continuation of this because it does feel like it's ripe for like a continuation of some kind.
1: Yes, and I see on the Wikipedia page, at least it sounds like they started some kind of sequel, but then nothing really
0: came out of it. Yes, let me read that for y'all. This is from Wikipedia. Um, yes. so. In 2016, Disney announced a sequel to Sky High was in early development stages. In January 2019, it was revealed by the director, Mike Mitchell, that there were earlier plans to make a franchise, but due to the film's box office performance, nothing came to be. So they wanted to franchise this, even back when the movie first came out, but because it didn't do that great at the box office, they didn't, they didn't get a chance to. But apparently, and I love this, the sequel would have been titled Save You, but the used just like the letter U. And it would have involved them going to college, hence why the college is called Save You. Get it?
1: I feel like that would have been fun if they could have done it correct, Like, not correctly. That's a bad way of saying it. But, I mean, it is hard to pull off sequels sometimes, but I feel like it had a lot of potential. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. But then, um, when it comes to the 2016 announcement... Um, it sounds like as of right now there haven't been any new developments on that front despite them announcing that hey we're finally gonna make a sequel but it sounds like it might just not happen now because it's been like more than a couple of years since that announcement
1: yeah so it's kind of unfortunate but you know i guess it is what it is
0: yeah apparently they also wanted to make a tv show and apparently and i'm not sure how, how truthful this is but like the cast when they signed in signed on their contracts included a possible tv show which dude sky high the series would have been awesome as a disney channel show i think
1: yeah i think that would have been like a great uh like disney plus series
0: right even though it was back in 2005 so like disney plus wasn't a thing yet
1: right right but um yeah because i have no idea at what point that was that became a concept but i feel like it would fit really well on the disney plus roster i mean it's I a mean,
0: tv series so that's not streaming but i mean right at this point in time streaming is tv but um but i was gonna yeah. say is, honestly i think if they did it right they probably could still make a sky high series now they just have to focus on new characters but i think they could do it
1: yeah they could pull, like, a High School Musical, the musical, the series, where they're, it, like, pulls from the original source material, but it's not focused on
0: the same characters whatsoever. I mean, maybe we could get, like, some of the original cast to guest star or something, but I just think, I don't know, I think even now we could still probably do a TV show. It's just, like I said, it would have to focus on, the, like, new characters starting their their year at, fr- not, their freshman year at Sky High.
1: Oh, 100%. I think that... It would be really fun to see some of our older characters as like teachers and or parents or like in those kind of roles.
0: Basically, what we're saying is we want a Descendants Sky High version.
1: Yes, please give us that.
0: Yes, Disney Plus, we'll let you have that idea if you let us guest, guest star in an episode.
1: We do have theater backgrounds, which we will get into, I'm sure, during the High School Musical episode.
0: Yes, but there you go, Disney. If you put us in one episode, we'll let you have that one.
1: Yes, I'm done with that deal. Yeah. Let us, Disney. But alrighty. righty.
0: Yeah, with that out of the way, shall we uh, fly into the plot of this movie?
1: Let's fly into it.
0: So we open with um, like comic book art uh, and our main character, Will, explaining kind of the world to us. We learned that in this world, there's all kinds of superheroes, but two superheroes in particular stand above the rest, and that's the Commander and Jetstream. So we learned right off the bat the Commander has super strength and is very um, durable, and uh, Jetstream can fly and is trained in all forms of hand to hand combat. Um, and to the world, you know, they're the world's greatest superheroes, but to Will, they're just mom and dad
1: yes and we quickly learn that it's difficult for will because he has not yet developed any powers and he is very anxious about this and very uh insecure about it as well to the point that he hides it from his parents
0: to which i say wait did i put up up in a way on instead
1: yeah right um it's too funny too because like I'm like how could you literally trick your parents into thinking that you have super strength? Like come on, man. Like it shows him at the very beginning like supposedly doing chest presses with like an obscene amount of weight, but like come on.
0: Yeah, so we quickly learn it's the um Will's first day at Sky High and he has not developed any powers yet. And but he's he's afraid to tell his parents. So he's lying. This is also where we meet Layla for the first time. And we learn quickly that Layla has the power to control plants. And I'm going to put this seed. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to plant this seed here now. But I think later on, we need to talk about some inconsistencies with Layla's characters when it comes to her powers. Yes. Yes. But we learn that, yeah, she's she can control plants. So she's very like kind of hippie ish. You know, she's environmentalist. She doesn't, she's a vegetarian, she doesn't um eat animal of any kind. She um does she like uh, rearranges the strongholds for cycling. Um, it's a whole deal. So then Will comes downstairs and his parents are just super excited for him to start at Sky High. And we learn that most students at Sky High only have one superhero parent. Whereas Will has two. So um his parents would say, just, you know, um, take it easy on the other kids, you know, it's not it's not every day that a kid of two superheroes goes there. And Will's like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. When, like, literally he's, like, got no power to show off at all.
1: Yes. It's so funny. So he gets on the school bus. We get introduced to...
0: Prudmussin, bus driver. Well, first, Kate, there's an emergency downtown. Oh, yeah. They do send off the runs. Yes, because there's just a giant evil robot attacking downtown. So... Um, Will's parents quickly transform into the commander in Jetstream and go off. Uh, so, yeah, Will and Lila, I will call her Lila. Layla have to go off to the bus themselves. And yeah, this is where we meet Ron Wilson, bus driver, best character, honestly. And at first, uh, Will's like, is this the bus to Sky High? And Ron Wilson, bus driver, is all like, uh, can, dude, do you want every supervillain in the area to know where we're going? And this actually proposes my first question. Are superhero kids identities kept secret or what? Like does the public know about the identities of the kids who go to Sky High? I feel like that
1: is such a good question and I have no idea.
0: Right? Cuz like they're not going to normal public school, so like I don't know cuz like does that mean they went to like normal elementary and middle school and then suddenly this like kid you've been going to school with for like your whole life suddenly just not in your high school? Is it is it like a yeah
1: yeah, that's interesting.
0: I know. It's weird, but...
1: Kind of like the opposite. Of I know that like in the area where we grew up, there was like. Um, a Christian school that went like one through eight. And then like after that, some kids decided to commute to the nearest Christian school. And some kids fell into public school. Like, was it supposed to be like. Like uh once you get done with I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, it's weird. Who knows?
0: Yeah, but anyway, um, uh this also where Ron Wilson, bus driver, gives Will his card, which put that in your back pocket, that'll actually come back later. Um, there's also the first time where Will and Layla get mistaken for a couple, and it leads to, you know, that great old two thousand and five and honestly still writing trope where like a girl and a guy get confused as a couple and they mean to go, no, 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 not us. We're just friends. We're really good friends. We're besties, yeah. Even though it's, like, clear from the get-go that Layla is totally in love with Will.
1: Yes, like, the crush is... Everybody can see it.
0: Everyone can see it except Will, because that's that's how the writing goes. The actual guy who the girl has a crush on never notices. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, they take a seat on the bus. and This is where we meet uh, Zach, who is apparently um, a friend of Will's already, I guess. But um, he basically, Zach tells Will that like it was he was starting to get worried that he wasn't going to manifest his powers at all yet at all. And at first, Will's like, oh, so you don't have your powers yet. And Zach's like, what are you kidding? No, they came in like last week or something. But he doesn't. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Sorry. Talking too fast. You're good. Um, but Zach says no, his powers did come in and but he doesn't tell Will what they are. He says they're he's just gonna have to wait and see like everyone else. So it's hepping up to be this big moment. But anyway, once um the last kid is picked up by the bus, um the bus just proceeds to drive off an unfinished bridge.
1: And they do like a roller coastery thing to sky high
0: yeah the the bus turns into a jet and we go to sky high uh meanwhile the commander and jet stream take out the giant robot and for some reason the commander takes the robot's eye just because why not why not anyway when we arrive at sky high which is surprise floating in the sky um yeah
1: definitely not a big surprise there but you know yeah sugar
0: yeah we learned that an anti-gravity device is what keeps the school floating and that the school's in constant motion so it's never in the same location like so that way it's just not in the same location the whole time in case a villain tries to attack or something which i'm like i guess that makes sense but also like it's kind of weird that villains just kind of know that sky high somewhere up in the sky (laughs)
1: Yeah, like wouldn't that be dangerous?
0: I I don't know. Whatever, I guess. Anyway, we see some students arriving, and we see some powers being shown off. Like we see two girls flying in onto the school. Um, we see a guy with laser eyes, laser a girl, and then she turns around and freezes him and his friend who are laughing at her. Which I think is like, oh, <laughs> that's nice. She just gets them back right away. Yeah. And then as the kids are getting off the bus, we are introduced to the good old school bullies, Speed and Lash.
1: Yeah, and they immediately want to go pick on the freshman.
0: Yes, and we learn true to his name, Speed has super speed. But then Lash is like Mr. Fantastic. He's got stretch powers. He's Elastigirl.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
0: And they start want to start uh, picking out the new kids. But that's when Gwen Grayson arrives. Gwen Grayson she's a senior. She's student body president. And she's so excited for everyone to be here. They're going to love Sky High. And Will's not hearing a single thing she's saying.
1: Yes. He immediately has a crush on her.
0: And you can kind of tell immediately uh, Layla's like, um, what?
1: Yeah. She's like, bro, I've been here all along. But She's like,
0: you belong with me.
1: Yes, she's definitely having her Tay-Tay moment.
0: (laughs) She really is. But anyway, we quickly learn that the freshmen every year are put through power placement, which is where Coach Boomer has everyone show him their powers. And that's what decides what track they're in. Because at Sky High, there's two tracks. Heroes and Hero Support, a.k.a. Sidekicks.
1: Yep. Um, and so we uh see different kids go through power placement um and it gets to uh well, first off, um one of will's friends uh glows is automatically put as a sidekick,
0: yeah, Zach um, reveals his power is that he can glow, but it's really just like a glow stick he, you can't see it if there's like any other form of light going on, so because Kobo doesn't even try and turn the lights off or anything, he gets immediately assigned to sidekick, and we see a few other kids go through, and most of them get hero, but like a few get sidekick. and one I, I want to know is, is there's a guy who can like grow two extra pairs of arms and he gets assigned to hero, but I'm like, what if that's just his power? He can only grow the extra arms. It's not like he has super strength or anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that choice. I guess I'd have to see more context.
0: Yeah. Um, but eventually it gets to. Um, we see. No, yeah, we see the other two eventual friend powers, Ethan and Magenta. And Ethan's power is he can melt into a puddle. Yep. And Magenta turns into a guinea pig. Yeah, first he says she's a shapeshifter and that gets Coach are all excited. But then she reveals that she can only shapeshift into a guinea pig. Yep. So they both get sidekick, and then we get Layla, and Layla just straight up refuses to use her powers at all. Yeah. Which okay, let's unplant that seed from earlier. Layla says she only believes in using her powers when the situation absolutely calls for it. Okay, so what were you doing earlier in the stronghold house, bringing their plants back to life?
1: Yeah, there is definitely some
0: inconsistencies. Because like not to get ahead, but at one point she makes a tree just to help her get on the roof, which I'm like, that doesn't seem quite in line with your like little like spiel there where it's like I only use my powers when absolutely necessary. Yeah, she definitely doesn't use them when absolutely necessary. She uses them when she feels like using them. Right. And she doesn't feel like using them right now because... Um, as she points it out, power placement's kind of a flawed system because she thinks it's not fair to base someone's like character and heroic ability based on what their power is. But because she's not going to use her powers, Coach Boomer puts her in sidekick. But now it's time for lunch. But when they get back to power placement, we're going to start with Will. And Will just stands up there and... Well, hold on. To... Hold on. Oh, okay. We go to lunch first, and Kate, who do we meet at lunch? Who do we meet at lunch? Well, this is the introduction of Mr. Warren Peace. Ah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The nemesis.
0: Because we learn, which, hold on, why, why are his friends telling him this? Shouldn't Will's parents have told him that there's a kid who goes to Sky High, who's the son of a villain that they put away?
1: Yeah, they probably should have mentioned it, but apparently his friends know, but Will doesn't.
0: Actually, when you really stop and think about it, Will doesn't know anything about Sky High, because he didn't know about power placement either. Yeah, he's
1: very clueless. I'm like, what are his parents doing?
0: I guess they just thought because they figured he already had his powers. He wouldn't have a hard time, but it's like, still tell him how the school works. You both went there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but. Anyway, um we learned yeah very quickly that uh, Warren Peace already does not like Will because of the history of their parents. So Will goes great. It's my first day and I already have an arch nemesis. Yeah. Then we cut back to power placement and now it's Will's turn.
1: Yes, and so Will just kind of stands there awkwardly before trying to tell Coach Boomer that he doesn't have any powers, but then Boomer thinks that he's messing with him.
0: Yeah. So at first he's like, okay, so you definitely have super strength like your dad. So. He drops the car on him, and luckily Will, like, doesn't get crushed immediately. Yeah, he's, like, smart enough to, like, quickly drop to the
1: floor so he doesn't get crushed. And he's like, are you, like, what? And uh, Coach Boomer's like, oh, no, you're flyer like your mom. And then he, like, catapults him.
0: Yeah, and once again, he hits, like, a solid concrete pillar, which, once again... There should be something broken there.
1: Yeah, he definitely would have gotten way more hurt in real life.
0: Yeah, but this is where he goes, look, I don't have powers. So the coach Boomer puts him in sidekick.
1: So we have our group of sidekicks.
0: Yes, but and ironically enough, they do still end up sending Will to the nurse's office, which is like, okay, smart. But also, yeah, no, he would have had to probably go to the hospital in real life because you threw him against concrete and dropped a truck on him
1: yeah honestly. Um, um but the nurse who has x-ray vision checks him out, says he's good, and she tells him they basically have this spiel of like it's super rare, but sometimes a kid who uh is the child of two superhero parents never gets any powers, despite how rare it is. And she says the only case that she remembers of that happening
0: is Ron Wilson, bus driver. Yeah, so we learned that's Ron Wilson's backstory. His parents are both superheroes, but he never got any powers.
1: So, this definitely leaves Will a bit deflated. He is definitely um, sad about it because he's like, well, it's kind of unlikely they're coming in at this point.
0: Yeah, so he goes home And he tries to tell his parents that he doesn't have any powers. But before he can say anything, his dad has a surprise for him. And that surprise is taking him to the secret sanctum.
1: And it's here where they keep little trophies of all of their victories as superheroes. And have some fun stuff like a pool table.
0: Yes, and this is where we are first introduced to the pacifiers not the movie with vin diesel but this ray thing
1: yes so um apparently that uh will's parents um were took uh the pacifier from a villain called royal pain and they had defeated royal pain in some epic battle and they're super proud of this weapon that they confiscated from the scene
0: Yes, because we learned that defeating Royal Pain was the first time Will's parents ever fought together, and that's kind of how they also fell in love. But yes, they have this weapon on display, and that's when we um, we learn that the robotic eye that the commander took from the beginning of the movie is also basically a camera. Yes. Yes, so we see a villain and their henchmen watching through the eye. And it's very clear that they're plotting to steal the pacifier. But, you know, now's not the time, so they gotta we gotta do it later. And um Will's dad's like, oh, so what did you want to tell me? And Will kind of says something completely different than what he was going to say because he doesn't want to tell his dad now.
1: Yes. So he gets back to sky high and in uh, in his hero support class, he finds out that he has a bit of a connection to his teacher.
0: Yes. Um, I just want to write quick quick thing also. I, Will's dad tells him to never bring anyone into the secret sanctum. Uh, yes. Stick a pin in that. And yes. yeah, we um, we uh, go to hero support class, and we learn that the teacher for hero support class used to be a sidekick known as All-American Boy, And we learned that he was the commander's sidekick, but Will's never heard of him before.
1: And he has this really poor, sad, dejected moment when Will, it's clear that, like,
0: Steve never talked about his sidekick to his son. Which is like, dude, that's really sad. But also, I have a question. What is All-American Boy's power? Because clearly he has powers because he's at Sky High, but we never learn what they are.
1: No, he just does Quick changes a few different times, and that's
0: literally it. Yeah, but I don't know if that's power or what because they all no it's definitely changes. Yeah, I was like I said it's definitely not
1: power. Yeah, they don't they
0: don't say. Yeah, I also wrote my notes because um uh, I don't know if I ever really talked about this before on the podcast, but I'm actually kind of a little bit of an avid comic book reader, and what I wrote down is like the weird thing is like sidekicks aren't really a thing in comic books anymore these days. You don't really have those anymore. Super interesting
1: to see how things evolve.
0: Yeah, because like obviously everyone knows like Batman and Robin and like I, I honestly I think Batman and Robin the most popular. Why, why did era. I just
1: why did I just think of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy? Oh <laughs> yeah. Spongebob. Freaking Spongebob.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying like nowadays it's, it's interesting because Robin as a character still exists, but he kind of does his own... Nowadays, he does more of his own adventures aside from Batman. So it's just like, I don't know, the idea of the sidekick has not really been used in comics as a medium in quite some years now.
1: That's really interesting. The, these evolutions in literature are so fascinating to me.
0: Yes. Um. But anyway, after we learned that apparently... Well, his dad never mentioned he had a sidekick. We, um, we get, um, there's a quick little explosion because apparently somebody messed something up in the math science lab. And this is where I introduced to another teacher. This is Mr. Medulla, who, fun fact, is played by the guy who voices Pleakley and Lilo and Stitch. Oh
1: my gosh, I didn't know that. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, so that's another Sky High faculty member we meet, the math science teacher. And it looks like his power is just okay. that he's super smart
1: yes uh i believe the medulla is like a part of your brain which makes sense i definitely didn't know that and then i was watching this with my dad who who worked in healthcare and he laughed and i was like what and he's like oh they're being punny with the name and i was like oh interesting
0: yeah so after this we just get a little montage of will and his friends doing um hero support class so we see them learning how to use utility belts we see them learning how to do quick changes into their gym clothes it's it's the whole time, and eventually we cut to will and his friends doing hero support homework at will's house, and they kind of just kind of complain about how like it seems like all the hero support does is get like not really like help fight against bad guys with the hero they just kind of hold things for the heroes to give to them. We also learned that as hero support um when it when it comes to their graduation day, on their graduation day, they'll be assigned to a hero and their hero will pick out their name and costume.
1: Which, like, you're really establishing the hierarchy here. Like, all right, that would be a terrible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like once you graduate, you don't get to pick your own hero name or anything. You just get assigned to somebody. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. But anyway, they're doing homework. When the commander comes home early, And uh, Will's friends introduce them to to the commander, and they all explain the powers, you know, flowing, shape shifting into a guinea pig, melting. And this leads to Will and his father having a conversation in the kitchen, which I I like to dub the foe coming out scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it's like.
0: Yeah, it's got some it's got some coming out vibes, but it's basically Will reveals to his father that he is a sidekick. And his dad is not taking it super well. No, but what I do want to point out is that he doesn't necessarily get mad at Will about it. Yeah, he's just like shit in general, like disappointed, I guess. Because he thinks, like, the school made a mistake or something and put him in sidekick when he should be a hero. But then this is when Will reveals that he doesn't have any powers. Yeah.
1: And that disappoints his daddy even more. Yeah.
0: But Will feels proud of himself for finally telling his daddy he doesn't have powers. So he goes and rejoins the group. And Layla smiles at him and, like, dude, she totally is into you. Come on. I know. So then we go back to school the next day. And it's lunch. And... For no real reason, uh, Lash decides to trip Will. And of course, when Will falls, his lunch lands all over. Who else but war and peace? And they
1: get into a massive fight.
0: Which I just want to point out, Warren thinks he's like, he goes to Will. He's like, oh, you think you can do whatever you want just because you're a stronghold? And it's like, dude, he's literally lying on the ground. He did not do that on purpose.
1: Yeah, like, come on. But it doesn't matter. But we need it for the plot. So yeah.
0: So they start fighting, and Kate, what's Warren's power?
1: He can create fire.
0: Because why not? So Will's is having fireballs thrown at him, and he's kind of in a really rough spot because you know he doesn't have any powers, he can't defend himself. But at one point, Will's friends try to stand up to Warren for him, and Warren's about to shoot fire at them, and and I act of courage, Will tells him to stay away from them, and he effortly lifts up the cafeteria table he's hiding under.
1: And what do you know? He has developed
0: the super strength. He has the super strength. And then this just turns into a normal school fight, which I wrote down, dude, if you just stopped after um, that, you would have been able to claim self-defense. But then they literally just start fighting.
1: And... Eventually the principal walks in and is like,
0: no. Nah. Yeah, so she brings them to the detention room, which the detention room has the ability to nullify every kind everyone's superpowers. So as long as they're in there, no super strength, no fire. And she leaves them in there to think about what they did. Because as she says, Here at Sky High, we teach you how to control your powers. How you use them after is up to you. So she leaves. And Will tries to like make a truce with Warren and be like, "Listen, I know um, our fathers have a past history together, but that shouldn't reflect onto us." And Warren just goes, "Yeah, if you ever cross me again, I'll burn you alive."
1: Yeah, he's he very strongly dislikes uh, Will at this yeah. point in the film.
0: Yeah, but then Will gets home. He's so excited because, oh my god, I have my powers. He accidentally rips the door off his hinges. But um, when he gets inside, his parents are not too happy because, you know, he got into a fight and did some poverty damage in the cafeteria. So Will's dad tells him to go down to the sanctum. And at first, Will thinks he's going to get yelled at, but he doesn't.
1: Yes, and so... His uh, his dad is actually just really happy about it. And he's like, well, tell your mom I took away your Xbox? Was it the Xbox or the PlayStation? It was a gaming console. He's like, I don't have one. And he's like, you do now.
0: Yeah. And through this, we see the villains watching through the robot eye. And they're like, okay, well, the sun has powers now. This might complicate some things. But the main villain's like, eh, don't worry. We're just biding our time. And so then... We go back to school, and uh, everyone's like, Will, you made psychic history. Now people won't mess with us as much as they would. But then we get informed that Will's getting a new class schedule.
1: Yes, he's been transferred to Hero.
0: Which means it's going to change him as a character, and he's going to start forgetting his old friends, because that's what that plot always means.
1: Yes, and of course... He immediately starts getting along with Gwen.
0: Yes, because he enters math science class and we get informed that all the lab partners are taken. So Mr. Medulla has him work with his teaching assistant, which I'm like, in what universe is a student at the school a teaching assistant?
1: Actually, actually, I was a teaching assistant at uh, our high school. We had a program like that. Fun fact, um, but yeah, because you could do that when you were in eleventh or twelfth grade in ninth uh, or tenth grade
0: classrooms. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, fun times. It, I yeah, it was a uh, like it was an elective course where you had to take take some stuff on like teaching and pedagogy. So I actually did that for two semesters in high school. Uh, the second one, I was a like teacher assistant for a second grade classroom and actually left the high school um, and drove to the elementary school. But the first semester I did it, I was an ele- 11th grader, I think, could have been 12th grade, but I think it was 11th grade, working in a 9th grade classroom. So this does actually happen, but yeah, um, super, super weird to reflect on because yeah, it's definitely, I don't feel like a lot of schools have that program. I feel like it's very unique.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I never knew about that. So that was always weird to me. But anyway, we learn yeah, yeah, we learn that Gwen is a technopath, which is means she can control technology with her mind.
1: Yes. And so basically Will, like who literally has not been in the class at all, is asked to put a uh freeze. Freeze gun or something together. And I'm like, how would he know that? How to do that? He hasn't been in this class. But whatever, it's good for the plot because Gwen puts it together for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And from there, Gwen offers to tutor him in mad science. So now he gets to spend time with Gwen. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so then we go to lunch. And at first, Will invites his friends from Hero Support to sit at the popular table. But then uh, Gwen's best friend, Penny, who has the power to duplicate herself, makes enough duplicates of herself to fill up the whole table so that way they can't sit with them?
1: Yes. So that's kind of mean. But of course, just as per usual, uh, this is just kind of brushed off by Will, who, like the stereotypical, um, stereotypical protagonist in this position is just like I'm happy to be popular
0: yeah so his friends go sit somewhere else but then uh Will talks to Layla he's like I'm so sorry about what happened at lunch here let me make it up to you only you not to any of my other friends just you and he yeah. says you want to go get Chinese food tonight and Layla's like but you take Chinese food and he's like but you love it so they make a plan to meet at the paper lantern at eight o'clock mark that down for later. But then um, Ethan calls out for Will because uh, Lash and Speed are currently shoving him and Zach into lockers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So because of this, um, Will gets them to get his friends out. And then all of a sudden, Zach and Ethan decide to make a bet with the bullies in Will's name. That if Will can beat them in this activity in gym class, then they can't pick on the sidekicks anymore. But if Will loses, they can pick on them all day, every day, until graduation. And the bullies agree to this, and Will's like, guys, what?
1: Yeah, he's like, no freshman has ever won and saved the citizen.
0: And Layla even brings up, he also doesn't know how to control his powers quite yet. But it doesn't matter because we're going to cut straight to gym class anyway. So in gym class, they have this thing called Save the Citizen where two teams where one team is the villains and one team is the heroes. And the goal is for the heroes to defeat the villains and save the citizen from being uh, torn apart by this uh, death trap. The citizen is a mannequin. Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. And so... Uh, When they're challenged, uh, things do not look good at first.
0: Yes, because when it's time for Will to uh, do his round uh, speed and last choose, Warren as his teammate because they know there's already some uh, tension there.
1: Yes, just a wee bit of conflict to make it harder. Yes. Uh, And so... uh, Definitely Warren and Will are not doing too hot at first, but then they start somehow working as a team.
0: Somewhat. Um, At one point, uh, Will gets um, speed off track by punching the floor really hard, causing a shockwave, causing him to trip and lose speed. Um, At one point, uh, he grabs Lash and ends up tying him to a pole with his own arms because they're stretchy. And at first, Will has a chance to save the citizen while Warren deals with speed. But then, um, hold on now, there's an I want to point out there's a murder attempt in this movie because speed starts going so fast that he drains the oxygen from Warren.
1: Which I'm like, they needed to stop it right there. But they don't
0: No, because they're like, well, obviously, no oxygen means no fire. So no flames. But it also means no oxygen, no breathing.
1: Yeah like um we just can't let a student die like what
0: yeah but then will showing that he does have the mark of a true hero when he can just say the citizen and get all the glory he goes over and grabs speed and basically has him kareem crash into lash and then he grabs warren throws him across the pit and warren grabs the citizen just in time for them to be declared the winners
1: and so that leaves a little bit of a bitter t- taste in the mouth of the seniors.
0: Yeah. So everyone is celebrating and Will's friends try to pull him over to celebrate with him, but he's too busy celebrating with Gwen in the popular crowd. So it's very clear that despite his heroic showing on the uh, in gym, it's clear that he's still kind of being pulled towards the popular crew yes yeah so then we cut to that night and it it seems like will's getting ready to leave to meet layla but lo and behold (laughs) gwen grayson is at his house whoa and
1: she's like i know we weren't supposed to study together till tomorrow but something came up so i thought we'd just study together tonight and his parents will are like well only if you stay for dinner sweetheart And of course, Ben, or Ben, I don't know why I said Ben—Will, Will, who is just totally, like, crushing on Layla, is like, oh yeah, this is great, yay! And totally, you know, forgets about the fact that he is supposed to go out with Layla.
0: Yeah, so, because Gwen's there... um... They end up staying at his house all night and eating dinner there. Meanwhile, Layla is at the Paper Lantern and she is, she's just being stood up. It's not great. But then, uh, who ends up being an employee at the Paper Lantern?
1: Our boy Warren.
0: Yes. Which I'm like, whoa. He shows up and um, basically Layla, Layla kind of basically just like Info dumps on him about her relationship with Will, and talking about how they've been best friends since kindergarten. This isn't like him. And Warren just calls her out. And it's like, so when did you fall in love with him? And she's like,
1: isn't that obvious?
0: He's like, it's very obvious. And I just want to listen. I'm gonna say this now. This scene, it kind of made me want those Layla and Warren to get together instead.
1: Same but instead like that doesn't happen but she there's some fake dating involved here which we'll get to shortly
0: yeah but no it's it's just i don't know it feels like he would be just a way better partner to her than will ever would yeah but i
1: yes i agree i liked them together but whatever
0: yeah anyway um back at will's house they're going through his parents old yearbook um we get to see some pictures of the faculty back then we also learn about, uh, we see a picture of Warren's dad, Baron Battle, which I guess was his real name. But um, yeah, the commander's all like, yeah, I put this guy away. Uh, they also say that he, uh, Baron Battle stole uh, the commander's uh, role in Oklahoma, which I'm like, hey, theater shout out. Uh, <laughs> truly. Yes, but then we see a picture of a particular girl named Sue Tenney. And we learn that Sue Tenney disappeared right before graduation. And nobody knows why. And they just kind of gloss over this
1: at this point.
0: Right. But once again, put a pin in that. Um, Meanwhile, at the Paper Lantern. uh, Warren basically tells Layla that she needs to tell Will how she feels and that she should ask him to homecoming and that's that scene so then uh will walks gwen home he's like just for the record i don't spend every night hanging out with my parents she's like no i understand it's just you know they really wanted to meet me and everything and she goes and you know i've also just been so busy planning homecoming that i haven't even had a chance to find a date yet but you know it's just because i'm just waiting for the right guy to ask me
1: Yeah and she's and then she kind of like beats Will like it's you Will like I just want to go to homecoming with you
0: yeah and Will's like oh okay so, yeah let's do that and then um uh, Gwen's dad like shows up and like has her come inside and then as Will's leaving she runs outside again real quick and kisses him on the cheek and he's so excited that he jumps really far and swings around a lamppost.
1: Yes. And like, yeah, just just a cute little testament to his super strength. But the next day at the bus stop, things get real awkward.
0: Yes, I also forgot to mention that Gwen invites the commander in Jetstream to Homecoming to be the guest of honor and to receive the Hero of the Year award. So, yes, keep that in your pocket for later, too. But yes, Will comes to the bus stop and Layla's waiting for him. And he's like, you'll never believe this amazing news I have. It's so awesome. And then Layla pulls out a fortune cookie and he's like, oh, oh, cool. I like this. And he eats it. And then he reads the fortune. The fortune's like, "Uh, you're like your true friendships show something I don't know. It's like something about friendship. And then he realizes, oh I totally stood you up last night to deny.
1: Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Um but he's like I have a great I have a date for homecoming. And uh you know Layla's like you know whatever I have a date for homecoming
0: too and he's like who is it and she's like war and peace and he's like what yeah and suddenly he gets all mad and angry he's like you're going with war and peace he's my arch nemesis you can't go with him and she's like I can go with whoever I want to go with and he's like when did you even start hanging out and she just angrily goes tells him at the paper lantern last night eight o'clock so that's being set up now. So at lunch, Layla sits with Warren. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, so I may have told Will that you're taking me to homecoming. And weirdly, he gets on board with it. Well, he only gets on board with it because it's a way to mess with Will and that's like his whole thing right now. So we officially got some fake dating going on, everyone.
1: Yes. And so there's like a little montage where she's trying to make Will jealous with Warren
0: yeah and it's not really working because Gwen really has Will like tie it around her finger it's like he's, he's all about her I also want to point out in this little montage we get a little glimpse into another little side story and that's Zach and Magenta's romance where Zach's really trying to impress Magenta but because Magenta's kind of like a goth girl she's kind of all like whatever yeah she
1: doesn't seem into it at first but things may change
0: things may change but anyway um Okay, yes. So now we're at Will's house, and uh, Gwen is tutoring him. She's trying to get him to build uh, a freeze ray blindfolded. When well, she gets a phone call from Penny, and she's like, Oh no, we have an emergency with the homecoming committee. um Would it be cool if some of them came over here to figure it out? And Will's like, I don't know, my parents aren't home right now, and they won't be home till late. And Gwen's all like, Well, it'd just be a few people. It's nothing crazy. And Will's like, yeah, okay, I guess they can come over. Smash cut immediately to a big house party.
1: Yeah. And, of course, uh, well, there's a lot that goes on here. At first, uh, there's a point where Gwen is like, well, is there a place? First off, she confronts him about having a party. And she's like, but when you're popular, this just happens. Like, oh, okay. But then the more important thing is that she's like, I wish I could just be alone with you, though, which is hilarious because they were alone before the party, but whatever. So Will leads her where?
0: Well, first, he leads her into his dad's office. And she's like, so what's on your mind? He's like, well, I kind of wish my friends were here. And she's like, but all your friends are here. All the superhero class is here. He's like, no, my sci- my hero support friends. She's like, oh, but Will, don't you see they would hate hate it here? They'd be so miserable. And he's like, okay, but I'd still like to call them. And then she kisses him, but then like someone opens the door or something and they're like, oh, sorry. And then she goes, well, now if only there was someplace even more private where we could. She basically like, I'd love to go someplace even more private to like make out with you. And so where does Will take her? The secret sanctum. Like he was explicitly told never to bring anyone to. So there's that Schrodinger's gun.
1: And so they make out and we see the pacifier get swiped in the background. Big surprise.
0: Big surprise. But then all of a sudden Layla's, I guess, just walking around the neighborhood alone at night when she sees this giant party going on at Will's house. So she goes inside and gets like the stink eye from everyone because they're like, what is she doing here? And she runs into Gwen, and Gwen's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm just trying to find Will. And then, for some reason, even though she still had Will right around her finger, Gwen decides to be a stereotypical mean girl here.
1: Yeah. And she's like, he doesn't want you like, leave. And this really hurts Layla, so she, like, storms out and Will sees her, and he's like, wait! And she's like,
0: Have fun with Gwen. You two deserve each other. Yeah, she angrily leaves, and honestly I gotta give credit to the writers. They have Will confront Gwen right away about this. She's like, what did you tell her? And Gwen's like, I just told her the truth. You know, she's a sidekick. She'd only hold you back. You don't need her. And Will's like, get out.
1: Yeah. So, to their credit, and to Will's credit, like, yeah, right away, he's like, yeah, absolutely not
0: yeah and, and he breaks so, up with Gwen.
1: and then his parents come home
0: because of course right like immediately as soon as he's about to kick everyone out they show up and they kick everyone out and they're like will how could you throw a party while we were gone that's so unresponsible and will's just like yeah trust me it wasn't my idea and i didn't like that happen either and also i'm not going to homecoming and that's when his parents go around turn around and are like wait something happened tonight and he's like i don't want to talk about it i'm not going to homecoming and that's it like but we were gonna debut the stronghold three the greatest family of superheroes and we promised when we'd go and you know his dad's like when a stronghold makes a promise they never break it and wilson's like well i promise you i'm not going to homecoming so we got some big drama happening
1: yes and so um Will's parents are definitely conflicted about this, but they're like, Okay, I guess he's not going to homecoming. Yes. Um and they go without him.
0: Yeah, but uh first Will tries to call Layla to apologize, but she's not picking Uh, up. She's still mad at him. She just tells him, Listen, um, I'm going to to the paper, I'm gonna go to the paper lantern. If you get any of these messages, just meet me there. So he goes, and he's now he's the one there all by himself. And of course, because we had a scene like this with Layla, Warren shows up and he's like, uh, Will's like, hey, have you do you know where Layla might be? And Warren's like, how would I know? And she's like, well, you're taking her to the homecoming. It's like, oh, yeah, we are doing that. And Will just goes, well, you don't have to worry about me ruining your night because I'm not going. And Warren's all like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. And then it like comes out that. He's like, well, this isn't working to mess with him anymore. So he just tells
0: him about Layla's crush. Which, I don't know, man. (laughs) Warren's like, Warren's just like, listen, you two are idiots. Let me spell it out for you.
1: Yeah, and then Will's pretty much like, I missed my chance.
0: But no time for that, because we smash cut immediately to homecoming.
1: Where his parents went without him
0: yeah because will still didn't feel like going so they went without him but we see just like all the students dancing having a fun time and will's parents arrive and they're like having second thoughts they're like should we be here without him and they're like no let's just let's go home but immediately they get a spotlight shown on them and the is all like we are so honored to have the commander in Jetstream join us and Here to give them the Hero of the Year Award is our very own Gwen Grayson. And this is when things get real.
1: Yes. So at the same time, is this when Will is looking through the yearbook yet again?
0: Yes. He's at home sitting in the sanctum, sulking and being sad. And his mom had given them the yearbook that they were looking at earlier because apparently his dad was going to try and sneak it to the dance to try and get people to look through it. And so he's looking through the yearbook. And what does he notice? Um, He
1: notices that our girl Gwen looks a lot like the girl that went missing.
0: Yes, Sue Tenney. And he goes to a photo of the science club, which Sue Tenney was also a member of. And Sue Tenney's holding the pacifier. And he starts to put two and two together. And he's and like, he,
1: crap, that be Gwen.
0: And he or like, that'd be
1: that be someone related to Gwen.
0: Yes, and that he also realizes that the pacifier is currently missing.
1: Yes, so he's putting a lot of stuff together. And so he's like, must get to Sky High. He's like, how must I go about this? Um, And he'll contact a fun character. Uh, but I believe at this point we flashback to the homecoming where uh, the um, royal pain uh, is
0: revealed. Yes, Gwen is about to give the hero of the year award. And she goes, we are here to honor the greatest uh, mind to walk through the halls of sky high, me. And she transforms into royal pain, the full costume and all and everyone's like, what? And it's revealed that she is Royal Pain, and she has the pacifier. And for a moment, uh, Will's dad's like, wait, Royal Pain was a girl? And she's like, yeah, I was a girl, you idiot. How did I ever lose to you? And we learn what the pacifier does. And Kate, what does the pacifier do?
1: The pacifier um, turns... People back into babies.
0: Yes, hence the name. And we learn that Royal Pain's plan is to turn everyone in Sky High back into a baby.
1: And then raise them as villains.
0: Yes, so we'll get Sky High thanks to the help of Ron Wilson bus driver, because if you remember, he got his
1: card. Yes, and so he is able to get back to Sky High. And he somehow finds his friends who like snuck through a like uh like uh air conditioner or something i don't
0: know yeah they snuck through an air vent to get out of the gym because we learned that penny lash and speed were all working with royal pain so they locked everyone in the gym but of course all of Will's friends escaped along with warren and they go through the vent where zach is able to lead them through with his glowing powers and will finds them and they're like will crazy stuff's going on and first will thinks royal um that royal pain was um Gwen's mom and that she's getting revenge for her um, and that's when Speed, Flash, and Penny show up after um, Will apologizes to his friends and him and Lila kiss because they finally realize they like each other great, great, great timing yeah, guys exactly so while for some reason Zach and Magenta just go back into the vent Warren, Layla, and Ethan tell Will that they can handle the three like minions and they just tell Will to go find Royal Pain so we'll just like run through a couple walls to get to the gym no big deal and then yeah. we get um we get the three lackeys battling warren ethan and layla so that's intercut with will fighting royal pain and that's when yeah this is when it's revealed that uh gwen grayson was just a cover and that sue tenny was not her mom but that she is sue tenny because basically what we learn is when sue tenny was attending sky high Nobody knew what a technopath was. So they all labeled her as weird and unusual and kind of like um, isolated her, I guess, because they're like, we don't know what you are. And so she decided to vow to get revenge on Sky High. So that's why her plan was to turn everyone into babies and raise them as supervillains. But when the commander in Jetstream stopped her and the pacifier exploded, she didn't die. She just turned back into a baby, so then her little minion guy raised her again and now, after all these years, she's finally putting her plan into motion to turn everyone into babies.
1: Yes, and so um with her plan revealed, um they all the friends are uh, defeat their various uh nemesis henchmen people. Um, there's a really cool, uh, shot of Layla using plants very aggressively against, um, Gwen's best friend, whatever Which, her name was.
0: I want to point out I, this, that whole confrontation is so weird. Cause like. Even when she's being, like, faced with a villain, Layla still won't use her powers. She's like, I don't believe using my powers for violence. And it takes one of them, literally, one of the clones literally punching her for her to finally use her powers. And I'm like, girl, she's literally been trying to threaten you this whole time. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, like, at what point are you like, yeah, this is self-defense?
0: I guess she was literally waiting for her to throw the first punch
1: but alas she does and then she winds her up in vines and all the iterations of her and she just spills the beans on the entire plot
0: yeah that um and once royal pain gets all the babies loaded up into a school bus that she can take away take them away um she's going to drop the school out of the sky because she messed with the anti-gravity device which okay okay so they only have 10 minutes before the school starts falling and so everyone reconvenes. Um, Will's still fighting Royal Pain at this point. Also, Will makes a comment being like, I made out with an old lady, which is like, she's she's only your mom and dad's age, that's not that old.
1: Yeah, like calm down. It's not not the end of the world.
0: Yeah, but anyway, uh Layla and the others all reconvene and they for some reason have a blueprint to sky high. But they learn that the anti gravity chamber has been locked off from all entrances except a small, like Pipeway, and they're like you'd have to be as small as a rat to fit in there and of course they all turn to magenta who if you remember can shapeshift into a guinea pig
1: so they send magenta down to chew on one of the wires to i guess make the anti-gravity thing work again
0: yes so while this is all happening will seemingly defeats royal pain for a moment but then Layla and Warren come in to try and tell him about the anti-gravity thing, and Royal Pain uses this as an opportunity to just throw him out a window. And so it looks like Willa's gone, but not really. Because, surprise, he inherited both of his parents' powers.
1: And he can fly. He's like, surprise, me too. And so, so then he comes back up.
0: Yep, and he starts fighting Royal Pain again. and. He thinks he's knocked her out. So at first, everyone's like, yay, we did it. But then, as Magenta is trying to chew through the wire, keep the anti-gravity device working, Royal Payne's like, "Eh, psych, I'm awake, and activates the fall. And so the school is starting to fall from the sky. Meanwhile, her little minion guy gets taken down by Ron Wilson Bus Driver because he noticed him trying to load up another school bus with the babies. So Ron Wilson Bus Driver gets his big heroic moment he does um
1: so as the school is falling out of the sky will goes underneath the school and like tries to like fight gravity and hold it up the best he can
0: and right yeah, yeah
1: it's definitely a losing battle and so he's uh it's about to crash into somebody's house but then magenta saves the day
0: yeah, she cuts through the wire in time. And the gra- anti-gravity device kicks back in, which fun fact, Kate, um, the fun fact about that couple that the school almost crushes their house of, the husband of that couple is played by Tom Kenny, who is the voice of SpongeBob. I love that.
1: I've literally had no idea, but that is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. But yes, the, the school, the so anti-gravity is turned back on just in time. It will makes a little joke about like, well, that could have been messy. Anyway, have a nice night. So he single-handedly flies the school back up into orbit. And at first, they're all like, well, what do we do now? We have just a bunch of babies to deal with. And that's when it's revealed that despite being turned to a baby, uh, Mr. Medulla still has super intelligence. So
1: he comes up with an antidote very easily.
0: Yes. So everyone gets deep transformed or transformed back to their proper ages. And Will's parents are about to be given the Hero of the Year Award, even though everyone's like, "So it was a, it was actually a, a plot by a villain to destroy us all." But you know, still has your names engraved on it, so you still want it. And Will's parents go, "No, give them to who the real heroes of tonight." And they're talking about all of Will's sidekick friends, and it's a great moment because you know they're getting their heroic moment because at the beginning of the movie they thought they were just sidekicks, they weren't that great, but in the end, they're the ones who helped save the day. Yeah.
1: And and I believe Will's mom gives a
0: kiss on the cheek to his hero support teacher that apparently already always had a crush on her. Yeah, that was interesting. And his dad goes to his former sidekick, you know, whatever you're teaching these kids, keep teaching it because they are real heroes. And so the movie ends with the pacifier being destroyed. Gwen and all of her, or royal pain, I guess, and all of her little sidekicks get thrown in jail. And so what we learn is in the end, um, uh, Will said, well, we see Will and Layla floating outside sky high kissing. And as Will puts it, um, so that's how my girlfriend became my archenemy. My archenemy became my best friend. And my best friend became my girlfriend. But you know what? That's high school. The end. Yeah, so that's Sky High. So Kate, before we get to our final thoughts, we actually have some feedback about this movie. Ooh, I would love to hear it. All right, so we got, we actually got two from Instagram and then we actually got an email.
1: Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear all of them.
0: All right. So first up, uh. Shout out to Beck and Hunter of the Time Machine Podcast because they sent us some feedback. All right. I'm excited to hear it. Um, it's very short and sweet. They basically just said so underrated and deserved a sequel for sure.
1: Yes, 100 percent Totally agree.
0: Yes, and then we got another Instagram DM from Larga Lara Gazan so Sorry if I messed your name up. I'm so sorry. Um, but she um Message us and said it was so cool and different, and I didn't even know it wasn't a decom, but it's been a while since I last watched it.
1: It is so cool and different. And you are totally right that, like, no clue it was a decom. I was in that same boat for like a long time.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: everyone thinks of it as a decom. It's like the decom that's not
0: a decom. Pretty much. And then lastly, we actually got an email from, uh, let's see here. Scooby Cole nine. Um, he sent us basically, he kind of live tweeted, live emailed the movie. So, um, I'll try and go over it and like, maybe just skip some things we already talked about, but, um, basically he says he opens with, so apparently he watched this on DVD cause he has the DVD of it. Uh, and apparently there's a alternate opening. I didn't know that really oh that is so interesting i had no idea yeah i guess the alternate opening is like more of like the backstory of royal pain and will's parents very interesting we'll have to look that up
1: yes absolutely thank you for bringing that to our attention because i had no idea
0: yeah um he says he the he really likes the comic book opening and it's um, he says that Will's, uh, Will's pat at things like positioning where he's, um, in that family portrait, he's more to the right than in the middle, which I think so is like, true. I think is yeah. like a foreshadowing of him not exactly being truthful with them at first. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. That, that's a really good observation.
0: Yeah. He also says, um, Lila's whole, um, I'll sort out your recycling and stuff is like, it's like a adorable trait it's like yeah she's like hold on let me fix this i'm an environmentalist
1: honestly though
0: yeah um he also likes how like will automatically likes ron wilson he doesn't like think he's weird at all or anything to kind of show his true character
1: again very good observation because yeah absolutely it definitely shows that like at his core uh will could care less about like people's powers and how he kind of gets derailed uh, from who he is at his core for a bit.
0: Yeah. He also agrees that like he doesn't understand how just growing arms makes you more of a hero than some of the other people. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lila is all Lyla, I, Layla, Layla is also 100% right that the hero and psychic dynamics serves no purpose and that she shouldn't be forced to show everyone her powers. Yeah, well, you're also like, that's a weird Thing for them to have. Yep. Yep. Very, very true. <laughs> I like this comment. How is the school not invested in glass that can withstand people's powers?
1: Honestly, that is a great observation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. You would think. I like. Yeah. Dude, how did I not think of that? But yes, absolutely. That makes zero sense. It's for the plot. Let's just be real. It's for the plot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, another comment I like is like, does this school offer normal classes because I don't think these kids will make it in the real world if they don't have a basic high school education, which I also actually pointed out cuz they say is like a cover wills parents are real estate agents, but I'm like, so like, do they get their cover jobs when they graduate or do they have to go to like normal college and get degrees or something? This is so interesting. Yeah, I never realized that. It's like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Wild.
0: Um Mm, sorry, it's like I'm just going through I'm trying not to like repeat things we've already said, but um uh, just because I'm doing that don't mean like I'm not actually like reading through the email. It's just you know.
1: Right, no. And thank uh thank you everyone who sent in feedback for this movie. Uh we love Uh, hearing from you guys and yeah continue to send us stuff when your favorite movie or one of your the movies uh, of your childhood or even now comes up on our roster
0: we just love hearing
1: about people's thoughts
0: definitely he brings up a couple more points of like why isn't the school better fit to withstand people's powers like things break very easily dude
1: totally right on like yeah
0: yeah oh he also points out that they are so right He also points out that if you notice, Will's hair changes over the course of the movie.
1: I did not notice, but I think that looking back, I can kind of—I think I can envision what he's uh, what they're talking about. And uh, yeah, interesting, dude. I am so stoked about all these observations because I feel like it's really bringing into the limelight some things that I personally didn't really think about.
0: Yeah. He also points out, yeah, wait a minute. Sue, T- Sue Tanny looks identical to Gwen, even with the glass. How did they not notice that right away?
1: Right? Right? Yeah. Honestly, I, I did think that one when I was watching it. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a little bit. It was definitely like a Hannah Montana moment of she puts in glasses and now she's unrecognizable. Wait.
0: Yeah. Which I wonder is that like a Jap at Superman?
1: <laughs> Very true.
0: Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah. It also brings up the fact that Gwen had a whole light, sh- like, had those light boards with royal paint on them ready to go at homecoming. It's like, wait, how did nobody notice those?
1: Yeah. Nobody, like, went up in the. Is there, like, a grid or something holding those? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh,. Oh, why does the school have an anti-gravity room in the first place? That seems like a design flaw. You're not
1: wrong. You are not wrong.
0: Oh, he also mentions this line I didn't remember when um the principal puts away the villains. She goes, I'm not Wonder Woman, which is funny because I pointed out she was Wonder Woman in the 70s. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. I really didn't know that until the recording, so uh, that is such a
0: cool tidbit that they threw in there. Yeah. All right. So the email ends with, all in all, the movie was just as good as I remember, even if there are small things here and there that don't always work. It's still a fun flick and definitely one I enjoyed rewatching. Also, I really wish the comic book look was used more than just for the opening and end credits because they are incredibly well drawn. That's all for me. Well, thank you so much, uh, Scooby Cool. Thank you for emailing us. Yes.
1: Thank you, Scooby Cool. That is a wonderful email. Please email us again.
0: Anytime. Yes, definitely, and that's that goes for anyone else listening. If you guys want to email us your thoughts on movies or whatever, go ahead. um But yeah, with that all wrapped up, Kate, what's your final thoughts? And even though it's not going to go on our official ranking list, what's your ranking on this film?
1: I love this movie. I think it's such a classic. I think it's entertaining. There are some like hokey moments, but all in all, it's really fun. Um, I said this to you earlier, but it might have been before we started recording. I can't quite remember. Um, but I sat down to watch this um, in mid-afternoon one day on a day that I didn't have a lot going on. And I totally meant to watch like 20, 30 minutes and then just watch the rest at dinner. And I got sucked in because uh, I enjoyed it so much. And so I definitely uh, agree that there are some flaws in this movie. Um for sure. But it's just so fun that I have to give it a nine. And maybe part of that's my nostalgia. But I think if it has the ability to suck me in, I gotta I gotta account for that. But how about you, Jake?
0: Yeah, no, I love I love this movie. It's such a fun movie to watch and really multiple times. I like I said, I watched it once last week and again this week and you know, it's just a fun time. It feels like one of those movies I can just put on even in like as background and i might just end up sitting down watching a scene or two because it's just that good i'm i am always gonna be sad that we haven't gotten any continuation of it but at the same time i'm almost kind of grateful because i'm like i don't want them to screw it up so maybe just having it be a this one movie is for the best but yeah no i love it it's a fun time it's also just interesting to see a superhero movie before the mcu was a thing because nowadays superhero movies are so Wide and many, so back then have one, and with this kind of plot where it's like superhero school, it's really unique and really fun. So yeah, I I could throw it on anytime and have a good time. So I think, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Let's give it a nine. Sweet, sweet. So thank you all for listening to our bonus episode on Sky High. And then I hope you guys will be in the spring the same excitement for next episode when we will finally talk High School Musical. Um, I'll make sure to remind you all about the deadline for bringing sending in feedback. And I was
1: gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna interject like if you are listening to this before, uh, go to our Instagram to check. But we are planning on recording on the twentieth of july 2023 so if you are listening before then send us feedback on high school musical because we want all of it
0: we want all the feedback that episode's gonna be three hours but it's gonna be worth it it's gonna be so worth it um but yeah other than that we've reached the end of this bonus episode so kate where can our lovely listeners find you on the social media
1: you can find me at kvrandom on instagram how about you jake
0: yeah, you can find me at Jake Blue Art on Instagram. Um, we're currently, I, I don't know if you are doing any of the new Twitter alternatives, but I'm currently not really at the moment. Not
1: currently. No, I literally just use Instagram and a little bit of TikTok.
0: Currently, yeah, cause I know, pretty much. Because I know recently Mr. Elon did some stuff at Twitter. So now there's like a bunch of alternatives opening, but I'm not jumping on any of them yet. So yeah, no, yeah. Instagram for us.
1: I shouldn't say, I I did use my uh, controversial. I, know. I did get on Twitter a little bit for the Taylor Swift concert stuff, but typically I'm not using anything except for Instagram and TikTok. So find, find us on Instagram. That's what we're saying. Find us on Instagram.
0: Yes, um, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Something New Pod. Um, the email that you can use to email us um, is start Something New Podcast. Is sorry, start over. Is to start with something new podcast at gmail.com um if you're listening to this on apple podcasts you can leave us a rating and review um if you do that we'll read it live on the show and lastly this podcast is distributed on spotify for podcasters which is a podcasting app that allows you to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now and if you're on spotify for podcasters you can actually leave us a voice message and if you do that we'll listen to it live on the show but all right everyone That'll do it for us for this bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time for the big High School Musical episode. See you then.
1: See ya. Send us that feedback.
0: Yes, please.